other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Moreno on 77 WABC. We are moments away from Ask Frank Anything. So if you want to start queuing up, now's a good time to do so. 1-800-848-WABC. But first, I had to mention the story that's been weighing on me all day. You remember how hot it was here in New York on Wednesday? Well, uh, what we saw in Manhattan, I think, is just unforgivable. And I know I'm in the minority on thinking, especially in this audience, audience that these horse-drawn carriages should be banned. I've always believed that, and I've differed with a lot of people that are smarter than me on this, and uh, I think it's animal cruelty, to be honest. What I saw on Wednesday was horrific. An exhausted carriage horse, and there's photos of this, the New York Post did a big article about it, an exhausted carriage horse collapsed during the evening rush hour in Manhattan on Wednesday, lying on the asphalt while his driver repeatedly struck him and ordered him to get up. The animal's knees buckle in this video footage as the driver jerks the reins and slaps the horse in an attempt to make it stand on 9th Avenue and 45th Street in Hell's Kitchen. The driver is shouting very frustrated at the horse, get up! Get up! Get up! Come on! Get up! As traffic is backed up on the busy avenue around 5 p.m. Onlookers were disturbed by this guy beating this poor helpless animal. One concerned bystanders quoted in the New York Post as saying, what if I slap you around like that? Another woman heard pleading, stop slapping him. The driver responds, I'm trying to get him up all right, as he whipped the horse with the reins twice. The dejected horse then laid down on its side and rested his head on the street as the driver removed his carriage with the help of a pedestrian. A group of police officers then got there and were filmed dousing the horse with water, finally getting him on his feet after more than an hour. The bottom line is, it was way too hot for these horses to be out there. If it's this hot out, these horses should not be in the streets. I don't think they should be in the streets, period. I think streets are for cars, for trucks, for buses, not for horses. Horses belong on ranches somewhere or rural communities, not on the streets of Manhattan. I'm sorry. I found this absolutely reprehensible, and I hope this is a wake-up call to treat these horses a bit better and not let them work in abusive environments in the midst of a heat wave. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morning everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Moreno. Thanks for listening. I want to remind all of our Long Island listeners that tonight from 6 to 9 p.m., I am going to be appearing at a free event and uh, I hope you'll come. It's in Deer Park at a place called The Other Room, 511 Comac Road from 6 to 9 p.m. There's a free buffet. There's music. I'm going to be there. I'll answer questions. I'll meet people, talk to people, and it's a great business and social networking event hosted by Frank McKay, president of our Long Island division. So I'm looking forward to being out there and I'm looking forward to 
seeing many of you. Now, one story that I found really disturbing is the reemergence of polio. Now, polio is supposed to be one of these diseases in the 21st century that practically doesn't exist anymore. It should be up there with the Black Plague. And uh, there is the first polio case in nearly a decade that has been detected in New York State. A man who lives in Rockland County was infected by someone who received the oral polio vaccine, which is no longer used in the United States. Uh, The oral vaccine, they give you the live virus. That's not something that we do here. This man who was infected here in New York was not vaccinated at all. Now, they're saying, thankfully, this Rockland County man is no longer contagious, but the local health officials are focusing on two issues, vaccinations and figuring out if anyone else has been impacted by the disease. So for those who are unvaccinated for polio, because it's nothing to do with COVID or anything like that, or haven't completed their vaccination series, please get vaccinated. The polio vaccine has been around since Jonas Salk and has saved countless lives. I would hate to see polio make a comeback because people are either not getting vaccinated themselves or not getting their children vaccinated. This is one of those diseases that was one of the most feared diseases in the world and in this country until the 50s when the first vaccine was developed. And this vaccine is a miracle. And it has helped us almost totally eliminate this horrible disease in this country. Let's not let it come back. That's my two cents. To be continued. The other side of midnight. Local spotlight. Now, if you've listened to this show for any length of time, I I think you know that I love to gamble and I love New York City. That's why I think it surprised a lot of people when I so vociferously opposed the proposal as part of the New York State budget to add three casinos to the New York City downstate area. But that ship has sailed. The state legislature has voted on this. And we are going to see three downstate casinos. And Mayor Adams has said that he wants at least two of them within New York City. So looks like there's going to be at least one, maybe two casinos in New York City. So if we're going to have these casinos, if that's a done deal, which, again, I think we have too many casinos and there's too much saturation already, where should they go? I'll tell you, one of the more interesting proposals, and I I like this proposal a whole lot more than I like the proposal for putting a casino at either the Hudson Yards or in Times Square, is the idea of a casino in Coney Island. For years, there have been so many similarities between Coney Island and Atlantic City. They both have a rich history. They both have a boardwalk. They both have a terrific beach. They both have great restaurants. And I do wonder if you were to add a casino to Coney Island, if we're insisting that we have to put one or two in New York, would that make Coney Island, which already has great amusement parks and a whole bunch of great baseball stadium and a lot of other great things there. Would that make Coney Island really New York's answer to Atlantic City? I have to tell you, of all the casino proposals I've seen for the New York City area, the only one that has me at least a little bit excited 
is this idea of a casino in Coney Island. I don't know how you feel about it. Again, we're not talking about whether there should be additional casinos added to the New York City area. That ship has sailed. It looks like that's going to happen. But if there are going to be two or three casinos downstate, should one be in Coney Island? What do you think? I don't know that we'll get into calls on this, but if you want to email me and let me know your thoughts, I'd certainly be curious. Frank.Morano at WABCRadio.com. That's Frank.M-O-R-A-N-O at WABCRadio.com. You're also welcome to weigh in on the Facebook group. Just search on Facebook, Morano Radio Fans and Haters. That's M-O-R-A-N-O Radio Fans and Haters. To be continued. Other side of midnight. Local spotlight. One more hour to go. Don't think of touching that dial. If you want to comment on anything we've talked about thus far, give me a call. 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. One of the things that I haven't had an opportunity to weigh in on yet is the controversy involving Jersey City Council member Amy DeGeis. She was involved in this hit and run. The conduct that this Jersey City Councilwoman engaged in, it was reprehensible and completely unacceptable. She struck a bicyclist, a food delivery man, who was on his bicycle, she struck him with her car and left the scene. Now, this to me is criminal. It should certainly be uh, calls for, it should certainly be career ending if you're a politician. And yet, uh, you know, Governor Murphy, when he's been asked about this, he said, I'll leave the actual politics to the local realities, but that behavior's unacceptable. Now, what? What? Now, she did go to the police six hours later, to her credit, but what the heck does Governor Murphy mean by leaving the politics to the local realities? It's basically ducking the question of this woman needs to resign. This is totally unacceptable. And it makes you wonder if Governor Murphy would have a different view of this particular situation if A, this was a Republican, or B, if DeGeis wasn't a former Hudson County Democratic chair who is a close ally of Governor Murphy and who was very helpful to him in his two runs for governor, and someone whose father is the county executive in Hudson County and is allied with most of the Democratic machine that Governor Murphy is allied with. Governor Murphy ought to be grabbing a bullhorn and shouting from coast to coast, uh, northern part of the state to the southern part of the state, that this woman needs to go. Of course she should resign. And the fact that Governor Murphy won't say so tells you a lot about his priorities. To be continued. 